of the living entity, Vetim, the status, Vivitya, ascertainer, Kavayaha, learned sages, Nigama, of the Vedas, Avapanam, the field in which all offerings are sown. Mavataha, your Upasate, they worship Angrim, the feet Abhavan, which caused this cessation of material existence, which caused the cessation of material existence, Bhuvi, on the earth, Vishvasita, having developed faith. Translation. The individual living entity, which inhab- while inhabiting the material bodies he has created for himself by his karma, actually remains uncovered by either gross or subtle matter. This is so because, as the Vedas describe, he is part and parcel of you, the possessor of all potencies. Having determined this to be the status of the living entity, learned sages become imbued with faith and worship your lotus feet, to which all Vedic sacrifices in this world are offered and which are the source of liberation. Um, There's a long purport, which I'll break up, said he's reading the purport, Purport begins, not only does the Supreme Lord remain contaminated when he resides within the material bodies of the conditioned souls, but even the infinitesimal souls are never directly touched by the coverings of ignorance and lust they acquire while passing through repeated cycles of birth and death. Thus, the Taitariya Upanishad 3.10.5 proclaims Sayascha Yam Purushe Yascha Sha Vadike Sa Ekaha. The soul of the embodied living being is one with him who stands within the sun. Similarly, the Chandogya Upanishad teaches Tattamasi. You are none different from that supreme truth. Well, here they're trying to account uh, uh, report uh, with the statement that the first uh, sentence here that the uh, living entity uh, uh, if you look at the text Tavapurusha they're, remember they're addressing the Lord right? so Tavapurusha, your Purusha <laughs> Not you, Purusha, but your Purusha. 
Uh, you're, so the Purusha here, the, the person, uh, here is the living entity. And that's why sometimes the Lord is Parama Purusha, the supreme person. So the living entity is Purusha. So this Purusha, uh, uh, they're saying here, uh, 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 who has the individual living entity, the Purusha, who while inhabiting the material bodies, he is created for himself by his karma. This is succinctly conveyed in Sanskrit by the first three words, compound, swakrta, pureshu. Uh, uh, pureshu means in bodies, it's in plural here. In bodies, pura, like the city of nine gates, that's pura, the pura so means a body. Uh, swakrta, created by himself. He put himself there, is the idea, created by himself. They, uh, by, uh, so they uh, helpfully say, by his karma. Uh, uh, in the translation, although that's not exactly in the text, but that's what they mean. Actually remains uncovered by either gross or subtle matter. Uh, uh, this is this... Uh, uh, these uh, 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 and then bahir antar bahir antar means outside and inside external and internal so the external covering is the gross matter which makes up the visible body right and then the internal covering is the subtle manas buddhi ahankara uh, that's, the, that's what this body is constructed of uh, so this uh, and then it's uh, the, the negation is the uh, uh, bahir antar samvara uh, is, is, is not really enveloped or samvara but not uh, samvara un, un, unenveloped or uncovered by these either externally or internally by the gross and the subtle Matt, that's a very complicated way of saying. Anyway, this is uh, the Vedas speaking, you know, they, they're pretty lofty guys. <laughs> Persons. Yeah, so they, uh, uh, and so, so the second line of the trend, this is so because as the Vedas describe Vedanti, it simply says, uh, they say, now, in English, when we say they say, means somebody, everybody, you know, we don't know whoever, but when they say they say, the thing is, the, you, you're always quoting authorities, in this case, they say refers to the Vedas. They say, uh, the authorities, so they translate, this is so because, as the Vedas describe, uh, he, that is the Purusha, is Amsha Kritam. Uh, which they translate here as part and parcel, made a amsha. Amsha means like a particle. He's uh, uh, amsha krita. Notice swakrita at the beginning of the line, at the end, amsha krita. The word krita, both there, is amsha He is part and parcel of you, and you are. Uh, the possessor of all potencies, Akila Shakti Drita, that's the name of the Lord they're addressing, the 
possessor of all potencies. The implication is your potencies are the one that, that, that are arranging this whole thing. Uh, so uh, here, what? Uh, uh, so it's saying that the they they are embodied, yet they are not really covered. Uh, in, in, in other words, the the living entity in itself is uncorrupted and uninfluenced by uh, by these things. There's a covering of Maya, but. Ultimately, he has his own integrity, so he remains. And this is why, in the purport, they refer to these statements as uh, one with the Lord. He's not contaminated. The living entity is actually not contaminated. As Prophet says, he only thinks he discovered. It's, it's, it's an illusory superimposition. And actually, the reason we uh, so illusion is we don't do that to ourselves. Actually, God does it for us. Otherwise, we couldn't be. We couldn't. We have no relationship between the spirit soul and, and matter, actually, except by this uh, uh, arrangement. Uh, so he says. So that's why then. Uh, referring you here to the idea of uh, 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 that the the Vedas famously proclaim uh, and they quote two places here uh, from the Tatariya Upanishad the uh, that that Purusha that embodied Purusha is one with uh, the Lord who stands within the sun. Sun is also be worshipped as the Lord, Surya Narayan, as we chant the Gayatri, what that does. And then, of course, the famous Chandogya Upanishad 687, Tatvamasi, you are none different, you are that. This is a, this is one of, in the Vedas, there are uh, many statements. They're called Abeda Vakya, statements of non-difference. Uh, and this is from the Chandogya Upanishad, Tattvamasi. This is a this is a famous Abeda uh, Vakya. Uh, yeah, it comes from Tattvamasi Sweta Sweta Yeah. Father is teaching the son, all this is Brahman, all this is divine, and, and that you are, describing Brahman one after another. And Tattvamasi is the refrain, the repeated refrain, that you are, you are that. Madhvacharya has an interesting way of reading the Sanskrit to turn it around to say that you are not. <laughs> He's very unhappy with him, but. We accept these Abeda Vakyas ourselves. Uh, Lord Chaitanya accepts them. Uh, and, and there's an interesting place where, where Prabhupada uh, uh, is commenting on, on uh, uh, Bhagavad Gita 4.9. Uh, 
janma karma chamei divyam evan o veri tattvataha takto deham dunar janma naiti mamiti sojama what what this says uh, is that if you understand anyone who understands Krishna speaking to Arjuna anyone who understands my janma and karma then chakva uh, deham then when upon giving up of the body no more janma and karma for him you understand Krishna then you have no uh, janma and karma you don't take birth again but attains my abode so Krishna janma and karma apparent janma and karma are, are uh, need to be understood properly well, so in Prabhupada, a brilliant commentary on, on, on this verse, he says, uh, he says here, he quotes the Purusha uh, Bodhani uh, Upanishad, the one supreme personality of Godhead is eternally engaged in many, many transcendental forms in relationship with his unalloyed devotees. Uh, the, this Vedic version, in the Upanishadic version, is confirmed in this verse of the Gita, personally by the Lord. He who that uh, uh, he who uh, accepts this truth on the strength of the authority of the Vedas and of the supreme personality of Godhead, and who does not waste time in philosophical speculation, attains the highest perfection stage of liberation. What you're understanding is that Krishna, the person who has appeared here on earth, uh, is in fact the Supreme Lord. Uh, uh, you understand this. And then Prabhupada says, simply by accepting this truth on faith, one can, without a doubt, attain liberation. And then he says, anyone who understands Lord Krishna to be the Supreme or who says unto the Lord, you are the same supreme Brahman, the personality of Godhead, is certainly liberated instantly and consequently is, uh, and consequently his entrance into the transcendental association of the Lord is guaranteed. Uh, so Prabhupada says, uh, uh, here, that in this case, the tatvamasi is actually applied. And now, tattva, the devotee says, as Prabhupada says in here, the devotee says, yes, you, Krishna, you are the supreme Brahman, the personality of Godhead. Then you. That's the tatva. <laughs> That's the way Prabhupada, kind of a joke, you know, on the Maya bodies, but. That's what that's if that's tapamasi is there liberating utter utterance, our liberating utterance. You Krishna, you are the supreme personality of Godhead. Uh, but it's a fact that the the the, the living entity uh, always remains, uh, even when he's in the material world, he remains satyananda. He's eternal, full of knowledge, full of bliss but now misconceives his identity by the power of Krishna's energy. Krishna bewilders him, so he misconceives his material identity as the body and the mind and, and, and so on. 
but he never actually, as I say here, becomes covered by those things. So anyway, the purport goes on. In this prayer, the personified Vedas refer to the finite enjoyer of material bodies, the jiva soul, that's the Purusha, as an expansion of the transcendental reservoir of all potencies, the Supreme Lord. The term Amsha Kritam, made as his portion, literally, his, his Amsha, uh, must be properly understood, however, in this context. The jiva is not created at any time, nor is he the same kind of expansion of the Lord as the omnipotent Vishnu's expansion. So the Lord has different kinds of expansions, and they are eternal. Those uh, are the shvamsas and the amshas. The supreme soul is the proper object of all worship, and the subordinate jiva soul is meant to be his worshippers. The supreme lord enacts his pastimes by showing himself in innumerable aspects of his personality, whereas the jiva is forced to change bodies whenever his accumulated karmic reactions so dictate. According to Sri Narada Pancharatra, yat tatastam tu chid, yat tatastam chid, yat tatastam tu chid rupam swasamdhya kinirgatam ranjitam guradena sujiva katyate. This is the Narada Pancharatra, the marginal potency, tatashta. Uh, the word ta-ta, ta-ta. First T is on against your teeth, and the second is the roof of your mouth. Ta-ta, ta-ta. Ta-ta, ta The, the uh, tata means a borderline, a margin, brink. Uh, the shore, like that area of the beach, which is sometimes in land and sometimes in underwater, that's tata. So the living entity is called tatashta, situated on the border, borderline energy problem, sometimes calls him tatashta. Uh, the marginal potency, who is spiritual by nature, who emanates from the self-cognizant samvit energy, who becomes tainted by his attachment to the modes of material nature, is called the jiva. So he's... Uh, Swasamvidya, uh, 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 yeah, self-cognizant consciousness, self-conscious. With with, with uh, 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 yeah, the consciousness always reveals itself. So, uh, so when you're conscious, you're conscious that you're conscious, at least in the human form. Some of the time, anyway. Because of how much you have to drink. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, so this this, this self-cognizant, some bit. goes on about the jiva. Although the jiva soul is also an expansion of Lord Krishna, he's distinguished from Krishna's 
independent Vishnu expansions by his constitutional position on the margin between spirit and matter. As the Mahavaraha Purana explains, a couple of verses, Swamshas Cha Vibhinamshas Vibhinamshas Swamshas Cha Ta Vibhinamshas Vibhinamshas Excuse me Iti Dada Sabishate Amshino Yat Tu Samvartyam Yat Swarupam Yatastiti Tadeva Nanu Matropi Vedam Shwam Sham Shino Pachit Vidinam Shopa Shakti Syat Kinchit Samyata Matrayu. The Supreme Lord is known in two ways in terms of his plenary expansions and his separate expansions. That's that Shwamsha and Vidinamsha. These are terms Prabhupada quotes Swamsa, personal expansions, and Vibhina, separated expansions. Uh, uh, between the plenary expansions and their source of expansion, there is never any essential difference in terms of either their capabilities, forms, or situations. So notice there's three things, no essential difference, no difference of nature of swaru uh, uh, in this regard, of their uh, ability to do things, their forms, or their situations. The separated expansions, on the other hand, possess only minute potency, being endowed only to a small extent with the Lord's powers. Alpa uh, uh, Shakti, it says here. You know, Alpa made us a stupid, right? Uh, that's, we usually run that Alpa made us some. Uh, so here is Alpa Shakti, meager power. So you like the Lord in many respects, but you're kind of. You have a little bit of potency by the Lord. He, of course, possesses great potency. Nice verse. Anyway, the conditioned soul in this world appears as if covered by matter, internally as well as externally. Notice the as if. As if, covered by matter, internally as well as externally. Externally, gross matter surrounds him in the form of his body and environment. So that's in a sense, your body is your environment, and then there's layers of environments. While internally, desire and aversion impinge upon his consciousness. Actually, your mind is your environment also. That's the subtle environment. The mind is where we actually live. And the environmental movement got to start with that one. 
Otherwise, you can try to clean up like crazy and it will never become clean. But nobody knows that. There's no environmental movement for consciousness or for the mind. <laughs> Start one. People should discover the fact that, oh, look, in my mind there's all these toxic waste dumps emitting poisons and other things, you know. Wow, we got to really clean it up. we got, we got to finish the purport here. We'll take it in sections here. I'm giving a purport on the purport. Anyway. Externally, okay, uh, the internal, while internally desires and aversions impinge upon his consciousness, but from the transcendental perspective of realized sages, both kinds of material coverings are insubstantial. By logically eliminating all material identities, which are misconceptions based on the soul's gross and subtle coverings. A thoughtful person can determine that the soul is nothing material. Rather, he's a pure spark of divine spirit, a servant of the Supreme Godhead. This is our you know, entry-level knowledge. Humbramasmi. I am spirit. The corollary, I'm not matter. I'm not matter means I'm not the body. And the mind, the subtle body. That's, um, that's, that's our entry level understanding. Understanding this, one should worship the Supreme Lord's lotus feet. Such worship is the fully bloomed flower of the tree of Vedic rituals. Let's, let's take it that in the text from, uh, uh, it's a little hard to figure out how it gets there, but it, they, they describe this Nigama Avapanam, uh, Nigama of the Vedas, uh, the field in which all offerings are sown, or the things, place where everything grows. So the Vedas are the Nigamas. Nigama Kapataru, Galitam Kalam, this is the, the Nigama means the Veda. And it's described here, in the word for word they say, the field where all uh, 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 offerings are sown. Because remember, you're thinking of sacrifices, and you're putting things sowing into the Vedic into the sacrifice by the Vedic mantras, and then all desirable things come out. That's, that's the Vedic uh, science you know, sacrifice. Uh, so here they, they, uh, uh, they uh, say this in the purport, they refer to this idea that uh, uh, one realizes the splendor of the Lord's lotus feet, that's mentioned in his first gradually nourished by offerings of Vedic sacrifice. Understanding this, one should worship the Lord's lotus feet. That's the second part of this verse. Uh, 
For such worship is the fully bloomed flower of the tree of Vedic rituals. So that's that the, uh, that that little phrase here. Uh, uh, one realization of the splendor of the Lord's lotus feet, gradually nourished by the offering of Vedic sacrifices, automatically bears the fruits of liberation from material existence and the irrevocable faith in the Lord's mercy. Just to be a little pedantic, I want to point out that the word is pronounced irrevocable, not irrevocable. As an irrevocable fact, it's irrevocable. Anyway. Been too much time as a school teacher. One can accomplish all this while still living in the material world. Uh, as Lord Krishna states in the Gopal Tapani Upanishad, Uttara uh, 47, Matara Mandale Yastu Jambu Dupe Sito Taiba Sorachate Pratimam Pakti Same Priya. One who worships me in my deity form while living in the district of Mantra, or indeed anywhere in Jambudip, becomes most dear to me in the world. I guess they like Mantra best, but you can do it anywhere in Jambudip, any of the nine varshas. <clears throat> then it concludes the purport uh, at the when Srila uh, Swami comments on this section at the end of every verse he has a little summary in Sanskrit so he says Srila Swami prays uh, and this prayer is a kind of summary of the verse uh, my Lord, please free me your partial expansions. He uses the word amsha, taken from the verse. Your partial expansion. From the bondage created by your Maya. Please do this, O abode of the supreme bliss, by directing me to the service of your feet. So that's, that's the, the way the, the, this uh, verse ends. Because it says about the, about the, the these uh, uh, sages having determined vichicca to be the status of the living entity, the mrigatam, uh, gata is status here, uh, and the living entity is called mri, which is, means a human being actually. But learned sages, kavayaha, become imbued with faith. They're called vishvasitta. Those, those who are. Uh, convinced certain Vishwata become imbued with certainty actually bigger than faith uh, and worship your lotus feet uh, the angrim in the last line bhavata upasate angrim bhavata angrim your feet they worship which causes uh, above Baba means material existence, so Ababa is the cessation of material existence. Uh, on earth, and then Vishvataha, those sages are described as they have this firm conviction uh, or faith. Uh, so that's their conclusion 
uh, of the Vedas from understanding the position of the living entity in relationship with the Supreme Lord that they worship the Lord's feet. Questions, comments? so connected to the Sunday talk series. Yeah, notice it. <laughs> Everything is good. <laughs> I know. I was really good at that. You know, maybe in one sense, you could say we are God because we're just a tiny, mm-hmm. tiny article. Yeah, little, little, little tiny particles. So we're simultaneously God and not God. Hmm? Is that the teaching of Rajatani where one and different is simultaneously God and not God? Uh, we, uh, the, the, uh, our, our philosophy is called Chincha Beta Abeda Tattva. Uh, the Tattva, the principle of uh, one way to understand Chincha Beta, Chincha Abeda. You cannot conceive of as different and you cannot conceive of as one. That's the way Baladev reads it. You can't think of us as, as uh, different from Krishna, but you can't think of us as one uh, identical with Krishna either. Neither one is permitted by itself. Uh, they have to be seen together. Yeah, you have to see together. If you think of yourself as separate from Krishna, that's what we, that's called Maya, technically. <laughs> you think that you're separate from Krishna. Uh, Prabhupada has a couple of places where he uh, uh, expresses a chinchvedi vedatattva and this way, I, I t- take them out of this, sort of like koans. Nothing is different. And then, then it's, oh, that's the relationship between the jiva and the Krishna. Also, he proposes nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. There's the relationship between Krishna and his energies. Nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. Like the Zen Buddhists, they have this koan, you know, that they, they meditate on. To, this is it, our koan. And Prabhupada is, I, I've just adapted a little bit from a sentence of Prabhupada, the last purport to Bhagavad Gita as it is. Nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. And then somewhere in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, he says, uh, in another way, he says, there's nothing but Sri Krishna, yet nothing is Sri Krishna, save and accept his own primordial personality. There's nothing but Sri Krishna, yet nothing is Sri Krishna save and accept his own primordial personality. Because one reason Krishna is absolute. Now the word absolute means that besides which there is no second thing. If there's a second thing, then you're related and hence relative. And so if if the absolute is Krishna including his energies then there's no, nothing but Sri Krishna. On the other hand, uh, Krishna is also not only is supremely absolute, he's supremely relative. Because he, in fact, has relatives. He has Mother Yashoda, he has his father, he's got, you know, brothers and family, he's got, you know, a lot of relatives. Are you going to condemn God to be a loner? Is he just all by himself with no companion? You know, I mean, that's not very good. 
we're made in the image of God and we're social. So God is supremely social. And at the same time, he's one without a second. He pulls it off. But the speculators, when they try to figure it out, they can't. They can't. They can't think that way that far. This is this always in our line of teachings, and Roger Tanya just emphasized it or brought it out, or is it he actually? Uh, it's, it's his way of, uh, of summarizing the, or synthesizing you, putting together the teachings of all our previous acharyas. You know? Anything else? Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai.